Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. And let me welcome that voice that you hear. He is actually literally wearing purple. He's got a purple print symbol in the background. He's got some gongs and some bowls I need to understand and know about. He's the owner of Active Peace Yoga. Active Peace Yoga. Let me welcome Mr. Reggie Hubbard to the Karen Hunter Show. Hi. Hello. Peace and blessings. Good to see y'all. Yes. Okay. Thank you. First of all, you're wearing a Prince t-shirt too. I didn't even know. I'm just, I'm. What what, what what is this connection, yeah. Reggie? Did, did, did you did you grow up in Minneapolis? So I um I grew up in Maryland, DC Metro, so DMV all the way. But you know, I was that kid who was eight years old who got busted watching Purple Rain on VHS. You know what I'm saying? So p- parents said you couldn't watch it. I watched it anyway. Um and Prince has Prince is like Prince and Public Enemy have been like the two anchors of like not only my creative life, but like my soul life. So Prince is actually Prince and Jimi Hendrix are the patron saints of my teaching practice because they're mm-hmm. like un, un, unabashed black male creatives who lit the world on fire and didn't really care what people thought, you know. And so, like, if you're trying to be a black dude in the yoga meditation space, you got to have that energy because let's just say not that many people look like us in that space. Facts, uh, even though we probably created it. Now, that said, well, you, went, that. You, you went to them people's college called Yale. And then you I went did. on and got your, your MBA. So this was not supposed to be your uh, trajectory. You got your MBA in Belgium. Like, yep. you you serious for real, for real with your economics. So <laughs> walk me through that and then ending up in downward-facing dog? Yeah, right. Uh, so clearly the resume wouldn't lend itself to be like, yeah, yoga meditation teacher to, like, members of Congress and, and other folks. But um, so – you know, life doesn't always work out the way you plan. And sometimes that's the best thing. So when I graduated from business school, it was in the Great Recession. Um, and my family had always told me I'd be a teacher, you know, you'd be a great teacher. And as with most things, when parents say something, you don't really listen to it or whatever. So like, um, you'll be a great teacher, I'm going to go to business school, because I need a practical blah, 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 blah. Let me tell y'all something when spirit got a plan for you, your plan don't really matter. Right. And so like, I basically, um, the only job I could get is as a high school civics teacher in with a Yale degree and a master's degree from uh, European business school in 2011. And it humbled me up and like it basically got me to a point where I'll take whatever comes this teaching thing comes and I start teaching civics to youth from like 14 to 17 from all across the world. And this one woman who's been teaching for 30 years is like brother, let me ask you something. I'm like, tell me sis. And she's like, what are your credentials? I was like, I just respect the kids and give them honesty and I expect the same in return. And she was like, I've been doing this for 30 years and I ain't never seen people like phones down looking at someone like that. And so I was like, I don't know what to tell you. So fast forward, I applied in 2014 to get a job in the Obama administration. So try to use all my political connections, all my Yale stuff. Y'all, I made it to the top two for these positions, either to be deputy chief of staff in education or deputy assistant undersecretary of something and made it to the top two for both, got neither one. Child, heartbreak, right? And, but I'd made a commitment to myself the year before to make my health and well being sacred. So I had noticed, like, especially the, the way they gaslight black and brown people, I had noticed like a spiral of self destruction when I, when I didn't get my way. And so noticing that spiral, when I applied for these jobs and didn't get either one, I made a checklist and I was like, yo, I'm only going to do things that lower my blood pressure 
are creative and artsy and that I never done before. Friend of mine. Wait, said, wait, wait. So what were you doing? What were you eating chocolate? What what was the thing you were doing that was letting that, that heading for self-destruction? So just, you know, you know how the mind plays tricks on you, right? So I'm so stupid. Why did I even apply? Like, you know, so the, all the head games that I would play or that they, you know, society gaslights us into thinking we can't do something and then we do it, then they tell us we're terrible, all that sort of stuff. So I'd noticed the way I'd internalized that and made a, and basically started like writing in my journal and exercising and eating better, noticing how the way I took care of myself directly impacted my quality of mind. And so it allowed me to do deeper work into deconstructing some of these myths that white supremacy puts on us. And so when I didn't get these jobs in the Obama administration, I made a checklist of things that I'm only gonna do stuff I've never done before or creative and artsy and would lower my blood pressure. Someone's <laughs> like, Reggie, you should come practice yoga with me. And I was like, I sure as hell never done that before. I hear it's creative and you know maybe it's artsy. And that started a pathway that has just blazed a trail from curiosity to now devotion and trying to seek to share these practices with people because we need the healing we need the wisdom and the only people that will take care of us is us mm. when was the first time because you know um tanya and i were talking she was raised catholic uh, mm. me baptist and you think about you know the devil and yoga and it's you know satan it's it's not it's not of god so reggie how how did you uh overcome the indoctrination bit. of the black church. <laughs> so I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in the black church as well. So you, you can imagine all my people were like, this brother found the devil or whatever. Um, and the, the cool thing about yoga for me has been that it, it's actually made me a better Christian. Hmm. Because I'm focused on service. I'm focused on honoring the temple. I'm focused on like sharing this peace that passes all understanding with all who cross my path. So there are people who are anointed that don't got the spirit, you know what I mean? So that so for me, when I learned that I, I can control my thoughts or at least influence them, how to take care of the temple, it just gave me joy. And I try and share that joy with other people. So when people put that on me, like, you know, you're worshiping the devil. I was like, please tell me having, how, how having lower blood pressure, a clearer mind and a servant's heart. How is that serving the devil? Mm. Walk, walk us through when it clicked for you. Uh, Cause I, I have a hard time sitting still. Well, I used yeah. to not anymore. I'm right. good. I go for a walk every day, every single day. Now I'm out Word. in nature and and it's good to let your mind wander. What what clicked for you? When did you know this is this is something? So I didn't start practicing yoga to become enlightened. I started practicing yoga out of that curiosity from heartbreaks from not getting that stuff in the Obama world. But then I really got into the practice because um, I moved. So so when you go for these jobs in the administration and don't get it, that's like asking someone to marry you and they say no. You got to leave. You know what I'm saying? Like. I didn't get the job. I had to leave town. And so I moved to Den I moved to Denver, Colorado and started working for this nonprofit, which was a dream job for six days on day seven. It became a nightmare. And so I really started practicing yoga to not curse out my boss. I was in a staff meeting and this white lady looked me in the face, was like, we don't know why we hired you. You're a waste of headcount. I'm from just outside of Baltimore. We don't rock like that. You know what I'm saying? But I knew I couldn't come across as angry black dude. And so I basically sat there like this. And so that, that curious yoga practice that I had for the, the, the 30 <laughs> days in Obama, like when I didn't get the Obama thing became something I had to do. 
right? Because I was like, this lady's about to catch it. Like, I really don't rock like that. You know what I mean? And so I went from in 10 months wanting to call this lady MFB, do the math. I'm not going to curse on air, but y'all know what MFB stands for. It's not Monday football, right? Like, um, to they fired me, y'all, 10 months later via text message. But in the intervening time, I had started practicing daily because I was like, yo, this job sucks. Let me practice, go to work, get hazed, practice, go to sleep. <laughs> what I didn't know was happening was that it was expanding my patience, expanding my grace and all these other things. So when they fired me via text message, because that's how trifling they were, this gracious sentiment just flowed out of my mouth where I was just like, yo, they asked me for an exit interview because you know, white people have no shame sometimes. And so they asked me for this exit interview and I was like, <laughs> y'all know good and well. We don't need no exit interview. So, but I want to thank y'all. And they're like, for what? As I want to thank you for how poorly you treated me because you gave the homie wisdom. And that wisdom has changed my life. So peace to you. And then that's when I knew I was like, this yoga thing in 10 months, I went from wanting to curse these cats out to thanking them. I was like, this thing is next level. I'm all in on this. So that, that's how I got started. Now, Reggie, um, you focus on men right so reggie hubbard you just did a men's retreat which i love yeah. uh, i feel like men need to be in community and in touch with their emotions and their center and their spirit uh active peace yoga is reggie's uh movement you did the first ever retreat for men of color in kripalu where the hell is kripalu where is that <laughs> western mass it's about um two and a, it's, it's like an hour east of albany um, in Western Mass in the Berkshires. So like, yeah, so not just the first, I was joking about this with my grandma. I was like, hooray, first ever. But what took till 2023? Like y'all, like what, what happened? Like, like brothers didn't matter up until I, anyway. But the blessing of it is it was during George Floyd Remembrance Week. And so my programming was to take our dignity back in community on a day three years ago where they tried to make us look like vermin, you know what I mean? So like 17 brothers came from all walks of life. There were like four black male yoga teachers. There were three brothers, like two brothers came because their wife made them. One brother came because his mama made him come because that's just how we get down. And um, there were like queer couples. Um, it was just all array of black masculinity in community um, working on our healing. And let me tell y'all something. In four and a half days, our joy lit up that entire campus. Like people didn't know what to do because we're just happy and just like laughing out loud in a dining hall, which is usually very serious, but we wasn't having that, right? And so like our joy lit up the campus in ways that I, I in, in, the, in the way that spirit works, the board of directors was there at the same time. So not just the first black retreat ever, um, the board of directors was there. So they felt black joy. Right, they felt our presence, and we're just like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, this is what liberate black liberation helps all of us, right? So now that we've got this pilot project, let's do some more stuff. Um, so it was a, a blessing to do that. And one other thing I'll share about it is that we had a um, a hybrid meditation that evening that had intergenerational teaching, right? So there was a brother who was 32, I'm 48 and an OG teacher in his late 50s. So three generations of black male meditation teachers holding space on George Floyd's remembrance. Like, like we're taking it back, y'all. Like, you're not gonna give me my dignity. We're gonna take it back and we're gonna share our healing with you. Hmm. We, we're both basking. You, you are a joy. 
<laughs> I got to ask this question, though. I want to understand why you have to get out of town when you don't get hired by the Obamas. Why you got to leave the town. <laughs> I really need to understand that. Because I had used all my, my chips, right? So I called in all the favors and it just didn't come back. So I essentially needed to leave. You know what I mean? Like there was outside of my family, family's my joy, but I just like in the political space, I had no, I had no more, I couldn't be in that game. I ran out of chips. Got it, got it. It's so funny because one night I was playing bid with some folks up in um, Harlem and somebody got a call that night that, you know, Michelle um, Obama, the first lady needed people on her advance team. Yeah. And all these guys went and, you know, one of them ended up staying with her through the two things. These were just some guys sitting at the table playing cards. <laughs> Ain't had no political nothing. <laughs> I love it. Oh, what the in your in your space? Um, yeah. And uh, is this a space where you do yoga? Are you doing it virtually? Yeah. So I teach it... virtually here, and I, I do like have some people come in here. So they're gongs. There's like, and the thing is that that experience that I told y'all in Denver was basically like, yo, like if I did this as a practitioner, what if I get deeper into the wisdom? Right. So the deeper I've gone into yoga studies, like because I've also been an activist, I used to work for MoveOn.org. I was their congressional affairs manager during the Trump era. So who won't he do it? Right. But I um, was and was intimately involved in like impeachment strategy and those sorts of things. And so the deeper I got into philosophical practice allowed me to hold space for transformational activism. Right. And so once I began to see that, I was just like, I got to teach activists how to chill out so that we can like start to imagine the world from our love and not from our anger. I mean, it's not that our anger isn't necessary, but that anger is not sustainable because it'll burn you out. Like I used, anger used to be my native tongue. So like, it kind of makes me weepy that y'all say I'm a joy because I used to be the patron saint of I don't give a damn about nobody. <laughs> right. So, so let's, like, let's talk about that when we come back. I'm looking at the time. Uh, Reggie, can you stick around? Yep. Okay. Reggie is sticking around. If you have questions or comments, 866-801-8255 is the number. Reggie Hubbard is here, particularly the brothers. You know, I feel like this is our y'all's time. You know, this is your time to to come together, to be in community. Uh, we need everybody at their best. Um, and if this is one path that can get you there, let's go. Let's go. Reggie's going to walk us through some, some movements uh, when we come back as well. Maybe hit a gong, bang a gong, maybe touch a bowl. I don't know, but you're going to tell us all of the things. Broadway diva, Tony award-winning multiple time. Tanya Pinkins is here. And we are also joined by the owner of active peace yoga, active P E A C E yoga.com. Check it out. Reggie Hubbard is here as well. Uh, just found out during the break that um, in your backyard, uh, Tanya Wayne Brady is going to be, playing the whiz on Broadway, I think that that might be a good thing. I think that's good. Um, it's doing a limited run uh, in Baltimore with oh, cool. Alan Mingo Jr. playing a role. Uh, and it's also going to be making stops in Chicago, San Diego, Atlanta, and D.C. Uh, and Wayne Brady is going to be playing in San Francisco January 16th to February 11th. And then it's going to be making its way to Broadway February 13th. What you th Thoughts and prayers? He's really good. I've seen him on stage. He's fabulous, Wayne yes. Brady. Now, in the in the movie, it was Richard Pryor playing the Wiz. This is this is perfect casting. Cause he can sing, dance, he can do all of the things. I like I like this. I like this. I who I think you should play Eveline. Or who? you. Me? 
yeah, don't nobody bring me no bad news. I'm oh. like I can see you probably. Who I don't know. What, My wage slave days are behind me. Okay, Broadway is a lot, right? All right, I'll say less. We'll say less, but I'm I'm looking for I'm this is one ticket I'm probably gonna get because I it's the first Broadway play I ever saw in my entire life. I was seven years old uh, when The Wiz came out. We had the worst seats in the whole building, but I remember it like it was yesterday. Stephanie Mills, Hinton Battle, you know, Ooh, Ted lucky. Ted 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 Lewis was it Ted Lewis played the lion. Oh, oh that, yeah, he, oh yes. my God, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. My little soul just was like I, that's cool. This is everything. Um, so speaking of that, Reg, you have uh, gongs and bowls and stuff. Do you collect these from around the world? Like, wh- when did you get your first bowl and why? Yeah, so I-, I told you I worked for Move On from 2017 to 2021. So that's during the Trump era, which is hard anyway, hard if you're black and political um, and like on Capitol Hill. So after um, Biden Harris took over the White House, I was like, and I'm out. You're leaving? Yes, I'm leaving. And I took a silent retreat. So I took a seven day silent retreat where I didn't say nothing to nobody. And after seven days of not speaking, I could like smell better. I could hear better. And in um, in, in, in Buddhist meditation places, they play, um, you'll, you'll sit for a while and then like they'll close the meditation with a sound. And y'all, it sounded like the angels fell from the universe, right? Like, and like, I was like, what is that? You know, just because it just my mind clicked and everything was like that. And I was like, I need one of those. And so one became more than one. And um, it became like my personal practice to like restore myself after being so busy mentally and talking so much. Mm -hmm. And so once I started playing, I used to play music as a kid um, and I was like, I used to like gig back in the day. Let me just share these sounds with people and people like I teach sound meditation, um, not really a sound bath per se, but it's a, it's an, it's an exercise to calm the mind so that you can dream and you can like have vivid create. I mean, especially like, if you're a person of color, like our healing is the redemption of the universe, right? Like, like creativity spurs from black healing joy spurs from black healing and so this sound meditation and these devices have just not only accelerated my healing but it's allowed me to be of service to tens of thousands of other people simply by just being quiet and going I've been mm. saying that the world needs us to full to walk into our full selves, right? And I to should. be healed, right? The world needs the world needs us. And you just said it. So I know it's true. I know I know it's true. Um not that we're saving, we're not Captain Save no, no, no. This Ho. We 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 need to be <laughs> healed so that the world can be whole. It needs us, right. right? So for somebody out there to spend seven days not talking, first of all, where did you go? Where where can you go where there's no no place that you you could talk? Where can you go? Where'd you go? So there are places. So there's a, the Insight Meditation Society. Um, there's a beautiful black teacher named um, Rev Angel Kyoto Williams, um, who does a lot of like in-person and online programming. Um, Spirit Rock in California um, does these things. And, and there's some Zen centers in New York City. But every major metropolitan area that has a Vipassana uh, which is a a, a, tra- a tradition of meditation uh, or and mindfulness center 
you can find it like three days, five days, seven days. But for me, that was so healing because y'all can imagine I was screaming for four years and like organizing people famously in my political career when Rashida Tlaib was like, we're going to go impeach them. Like that was my party. So like that came out of my budget and she handed the mic to me. So like on my first day on my job, we're thrust in the light, light, limelight and melted the internet. You know what I mean? So after three or four years of being in that space, I mean, while practicing and teaching and all the other things, I just needed to be quiet. And in that quiet, like I got like rest, but also just a directive on how I can use my teaching practice to be of service to all people, um, but especially people who look like us. Yes, I do that periodically too. I go to Missouri where I own some land and I I do it different ways. Sometimes I do it where it's just silence and I might read or write. But I've also done it times where I have no input. So it's silence and I don't and I will, you know, get somebody to prepare all my meals. I may do juice fasting. Mm -hmm. It is a wonderful it's a wonderful gift. Reggie, um, how do you get because I I feel like I I was raised by a real uh, a real black man. He was Mm -hmm. Q sci-fi to the day he died. Right. I ain't going to the doctor's. You know, put some Vicks on this and we'll be good. You know, like just, just that dude, right? Right. I can't imagine. I could never imagine my father sitting still to do yoga. Like, so how do you engage with men? Because that that he needed to do yoga. Right. How do you get men to let down their guard enough to? Yeah, so for for starters, um, the name of the retreat at Kripalu was Permission and Refuge. And so I sold it like as not, not, you know what I mean, but I I advertised and marketed as like, you rarely have permission to be yourself. So come as you are, right? I ain't going to throw a whole bunch of rules at you. I ain't going to throw a whole bunch of nothing at you. I just want you to come and be, right? First of all, um, because no one gives us permission to be ourselves first. And secondly, Refuge we're always under attack. You know, I was in a group full of white folks recently where I was, they were just like, so tell me about race. I was like, I'll make it very simple for you. If you see blue or red lights behind you, do you tense up? If the answer is no, welcome to your privilege. Like every time I see a light, it can be a flickering traffic light and I freak out, you know what I mean? So like, um, the space gave permission for people to be themselves. And I told the brothers at the top, I was like, if you need to take a nap, go for it. Like, if you need to, like, do not be here, go for it. Um, and this one brother is funny. Like, he was as New York as it gets. He was like, yo, and he sounded like the RZA, <laughs> right? And so, like, um, he was like, I'm only here because my wife told me to be here. You know what I mean? And so he was like, I, and he gave me the side eye for the first day. But the second I was like, yo, come as you are. You can come and stay. You can dip, whatever. And then he was like, yo, since you told me I, I can stay, I'm going to stay. You know what I mean? It's just like, it was just this whole thing. Um, but... The other part of that was refuge, right? So not only do you have permission to be who you are, you're safe here. You're welcome here as you are. So queer couple, you are welcome as you are. Straight brother with all this stress, you are welcome here as you are. And the most beautiful thing that happened during, well, there were several, but one of the most beautiful things that happened during the retreat is that we all felt comfortable enough one afternoon where one brother led meditation and everyone fell asleep. (sighs) So they could find that deep rest. And like, as a teacher, I was like, 
because like in four, in three days, I created a container so comfortable that the side eye skeptic whose mama or girlfriend or made him come could fall asleep and not care in the company of other like it was just such a beautiful experience to just be and to be at rest together. Um, it was just so restorative and very magical. Mm. What can you tell um, in terms of your process, people coming yeah. into the space with you? Uh, what's the dress? What, you know, like how to, what's the first movement that they have to do? What if they, you know, have bad hips and knees? Like what, you know, how, how do they engage with you uh, initially? So- it's funny that you say that because the, the 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 main meditation I taught in the grand hall of this place, I showed up with this Kango and Adidas track jacket and a Run DMC T-shirt on, because I'm about as hip hop as it gets. You know what I mean? Like I, the, my first encounter with meditation was through Chuck D on Fight the Power when he talked about mental self defense or fitness. I was like, that's meditation, right? And so like the first class I taught, I put on some hip hop music and was just like. We're just going to get into movement in the body. So that may look like dance for you. That may look like some of the things I'm doing, but I just want you to get comfortable in your physicality and out of your head. And then once people get comfortable in their physicality, um, the other beautiful thing that happened during the retreat is that there were black male teachers there who had never had the opportunity to teach a bunch of us. And so one brother, bless his heart, like um, he gave us a really strenuous sequence that everyone participated in but it's because at the beginning i was like i'm gonna put on black star and we're gonna listen to this song and hello everybody right and so then we just went and did like some people were like flowing some people were doing like some stretches or stuff so just you getting comfortable in your physicality first of all makes you comfortable so if i'm like okay so what about this movement what about this movement and so rather than like throw all these words that don't nobody understand if it feels good in your body, we're creating muscle memory of a good sensation that relieves stress and gives you peace. Why wouldn't you come back for more of that? Hmm. So right now, uh, if someone wanted to engage with you at Active Peace Yoga, they would go to Active Peace, P-E-A-C-E, yoga.com and mm. then go click on the little uh, three, the three dashes and yep. find a schedule. Now, yep. most of this is virtual or all of it is virtual. All of it is virtual on, okay. uh, so, so there are some in-person things that, you know, because the world's opening up, but like my, my primary practice is virtual because it, it was built during the pandemic, which is ridiculous. Okay. And do you do, I just learned a new practice in the last year that reminds me of the first time I practiced yoga when I was a teen, which was a, a form of hatha that was very gentle and slow. This teacher um, near me, she teaches something, she calls it a yin yoga. Mm-hmm. We get into positions and we support everything. Like you got to have blocks under your head. Anything that won't rest, you got to block supporting it. So, and you just like like breathe into that. That is just, oh my God, it's so incredible. Yeah. So I, my I teach so I teach gentle hatha at first. I do have a Prince theme class. So every April, I, I like there's a I dress up like Prince with like makeup and like capes and stuff and then we do like some wild stuff but like the predominant style i teach is like hatha base and slow so it's accessible for all people i didn't start practicing until i turned 40 and i'm huge like i'm like six two and a half like 270 so like if linebacker d d line dude can do it anybody can do it 
that's what I was going to. So how healthy are you at the size that you are? I'm probably the healthiest I've been in terms, in terms of holistically, right? So mind, body, and spirit in unity, very healthy. Um, and I, and I, I pre- let me just say, I asked that question that way because, you know, we all judge people based on how we look because the society yeah. is so twisted and, yeah. you know, you being in your body, comfortable in your body, the way it is, is beautiful and mm. it's healthy. So I just Absolutely. needed people to know that you're healthy. I gave a speech last year. I'll, I'll mention this quickly. Um, I gave a keynote speech in Spain last year about well-being and social justice and um, how basically a longer version of what we've talked about today, like my, 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 my journey of bringing this together. I ended the speech in a headstand because people don't think big people can do nothing. You know that, Karen. And so like, you know, I gave like great stories and, you know, my bars were tight and all this other stuff. And I was like, for those of you who are still skeptical, I'm about to blow your mind because like, I'm asking you to do something courageous. I never did a headstand in front of a thousand people in Spain before and kicked up into that and kept talking afterwards. And people were like, whoa. And I was like, y'all's applause proves my point. <laughs> Like you didn't think big boy could do nothing. So not only is he a good orator, like he's somewhat flexible. Get over it. Yo. Okay. That just uh, made me interested. Mm. Okay. So uh, where are you doing it in person, Reggie? Where can people go to actually be in community with you in person? So I don't have anything, well, the, 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 the next thing on the schedule is not till November at Kripalu, but I'm like, I'm building out lo- local schedules. I'm going to be in, Chica- in the Chicago area in July. But everything that I do in person will be either on the website or on socials. Okay. All right. So you know where to go. Uh, and your next retreat, do you have that planned out? Um, the next retreat for men of color will be in the fall, TBD. But yeah, it's um, they came to me and were just like, you know, this ain't going to be till next May, right? And I'm like, Ashe, right? <laughs> like, let's. Let's go. All right. I might need to uh, chat with you off mic because uh, we got got a lot of yoga that we're doing for the retreat. So this is this is uh, and let me thank the listener who recommended you because, again, this show is produced by uh, the folks. So Latifah sent me an email and she said, this brother is doing this for men. I was like, OK, let's bring him on. Let's go. That's how we roll here. And uh, thank that. you, Latifah, because uh, Reggie is is all of that. And uh, so let's stay in touch. I thank you for the work you're doing. It's incredible. You're incredible. Uh, y'all go check him out as well. And um, the mm-hmm. website is active, P-E-A-C-E, activepeaceyoga.com. Reggie, nice to meet yes. you. All right. Blessings. Stay Gratitude. Tuned. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.